Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're taking you to the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois, for a quick Mm -hmm. weekend getaway. In this episode, we are going to talk about exploring downtown Chicago and crossing the state line to explore another national park, Indiana Dunes National Park, which is along the southern shores of Lake Michigan. And guys, did you catch us going live on Instagram at Travel Squad podcast? when we crossed the state lines of Indiana into Michigan because we took you there with us and Brittany so sneakily as the co-pilot in the car got me and Kim sleeping in the back seat and yes she live streamed that for you. I absolutely fell in love with Chicago. I love the city. I love the skyline, the energy, the rooftop bars were amazing. They have (laughs) so many rooftop bars. Rooftop bar culture is alive and well in Chicago. I just really liked how you're along the river. There's people just sitting there eating and drinking and just lounging and just enjoying life. And you know, when we went, the weather was pretty good too. Chicago is known for having some brutal winters, but it was not quite that cold yet. We had some moments where it was windy and a little chilly and we had our jackets and we were bundled up and we even had a period of rain on us at one point but then we had other times where it was sunny and it was hot we took our coats off it was pretty perfect I felt like the men were really good looking too Oh my God, there were hot guys everywhere. I was like, I'm moving to Chicago. I always thought I should move to Chicago. And I thought to myself, with all these hot men around, it's because my husband is here. I was constantly wiping drool away from my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So hey, any guys out there in Chicago, hit me up, Lush D's Instagram. (laughs) Okay, enough about that. So Brittany, what did we do on this trip? What did you have planned for us? I had so much planned for us. I had actually asked for recommendations. Thank you so much, Marcel soul for giving me a ton of recommendations to do in the city. I know you live there and we fell in love with it just like you did. We were focused on rooftop bars, exploring downtown, and really focusing on the architecture of the city. So that was one of the main highlights that we definitely wanted to do. And try all the food, like the pizza, the Philly cheesesteak, and all that goodness. Not exactly a Philly cheesesteak. Hot dogs. That would be in Philadelphia. Oh, wrong city. (laughs) It's like their Philly cheesesteak. What is it called? Kim? An Italian beef, Italian which we'll talk beef. about in a minute, I but we have Italian opinions beef. about that. Sounds scrumptious. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to walk you through our days. We landed really late Friday night. It was pretty much Saturday morning, wasn't it? Was it was about one-ish. Yeah, so truly Saturday morning. So we're going to walk you through our Saturday and Sunday. We just spent a quick weekend in the city. So first, we actually rented an Airbnb, and we rented the Airbnb in Pilsen, which is a little bit outside and east of downtown, and we rented it there because the price point was right. Downtown Chicago is very expensive and there was nowhere to park a car and we wanted to have a space to park the car because we were planning on crossing the state line. So we found a cute little place in Pilsen that we stayed at. It was two bedroom, two bathroom, perfect for us all getting ready. Very cute. It was the top floor of a four-story townhouse and it gave you the most perfect view of the city at night. I loved this Airbnb in Pilsen. It was actually really cool. I think the building itself reminded me of the homes that you would see in New York, kind of in Brooklyn. Oh, yes. Yeah, it kind of had that vibe to it. And I really liked it. And like Zana said, we were on the fourth story and it just gave amazing views of the Chicago skyline. Unparalleled. It was actually so amazing to see. It had these really tall ceilings too. It definitely had a brownstone kind of vibe. As cool as it was, we didn't spend a lot of time in there though. Why? Because we were out hitting the pavement, exploring the city. <laughs> Getting that Italian beef. <laughs> So as Brittany mentioned, we arrived pretty late around 1 a.m. in the morning. So we caught a lift first thing from the airport to our Airbnb, went to bed right away, had to wake up early because the next morning to get started, we had the architectural 
riverboat tour, which was amazing, by the way. But before we got to downtown to get on the boat, we had a little mishap at... (laughs) Mishap or freak out? (laughs) I would call it a mishap. But nonetheless, Brittany found this one cafe called Step Down Cafe that we decided, okay, we're going to go there, get breakfast, get some coffee before we caught our lift to downtown to catch the boat. And then what happened? You like literally have to step down to get into the cafe, which was super cute. But then once you were inside, not so super cute. Hence the name Step Down. I thought the cafe was cute. However, their service wasn't that great. I think it would be fine if you were able to sit down there. But we were in a rush and we had to get out the door. And so we waited over 15 minutes to get our food and coffee. You'd be generous with that time. It was well over 15 minutes. And our listeners should know there was no one in line ahead of us. All I did was get a coffee. Kim got a coffee. I got a vanilla latte and it was probably one of the worst ones I've ever had. Well, on the other hand, I got an abuelita mocha and it was absolutely delicious. (laughs) What was in the abuelita mocha, Brittany? It was cinnamon, sugar, spices, coffee, and milk. Mm, Sounds good, but no Italian beef in your mouth. (laughs) I think I'm done with the jokes about Italian beef. Sorry. Are you really though, Zaina? I don't don't think she is. Zaina loves the Italian beef. (laughs) But no, for all that we're talking about, about Step Down Cafe, it had a really cool local neighborhood coffee bar vibe. No doubt about that. I just think we were on a one-off that day. You know, Kim's latte wasn't very good, as she mentioned. Brittany's was spectacular. Was spectacular. I would go back. Brittany and I, for breakfast, we ordered their version of egg McMuffins, if you will. And they were actually really good. The problem was it took so long for them to make it with nobody in front of us in line. And we were in that time crunch to catch the boat at 10 a.m. And it was just taking a little bit too long for comfort for my liking. We were in a rush to get there. And we they were, were taking forever. We were also in a rush because Zaina and Kim have a hard time. Oh, here time. we go. They have a hard time getting ready. <laughs> At the right time. Like, I am full-on mom. Here's the reason why we're always running just a couple minutes behind. So, Jamal wakes up at the crack of dawn, goes in and out of the shower, and gives you the bathroom. Meanwhile, Zayna and I wake up pretty much at the same time, and we have to share the bathroom and coordinate. And that adds on another two minutes. Not another two (laughs) minutes. Save water. Shower together. (laughs) I was just about to say, you guys get to shower together. You can take a dump while Brittany's in the shower. Like all that stuff can go on. So can you guys. So can you guys. You shared a tent in Machu Picchu. On the Inca Trail, you shared toothbrushes. We didn't poop with each other. (laughs) Mom's just being mom over there. I'm only saying that because Jamal's a dude, you know, and it's to be expected. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, Brittany wants to give a hard time to Kim and Zana for taking a little while to get out the door. Granted, we did have a time and they were delayed on that, but nonetheless. So anyways, the cafe, we leave the house at 910. We get to the cafe at like 913 and we finally leave the cafe at like 945 with no one ahead of us. Yes, and we have to make it to our 10 a.m. architectural boat tour. We get to the pier and we start running out and we're like, where is the boat? And the guy was like, they're already boarding. So we ran down and hopped on the architectural boat tour. We had like another five minutes to spare too. They did not take off directly at 10 as advertised, which is good for people running a little bit behind. But if they were punctual, it would have been cutting a tad bit close for us. But we made it on time. Yeah. Jamal was freaking out in Mm -hmm. the car. In fact, I could already see the beads of sweat form on his forehead (laughs) in the car. Our driver was so nice. But, you know, sometimes there's a couple yellow lights where you can definitely go through them. I don't want to condone unsafe driving. But nonetheless, (laughs) she could have definitely made a few of those yellows. And she heard we were in a time crunch and she just wanted to slow down for them every single time. A lot of good lay of the restaurant land. Yes, she did. Absolutely. Like I said, great Lyft driver. (laughs) Got us there on time too. Where we could find the Italian beef. (laughs) (laughs) So that was Jamal's first freak out of the trip. Brittany had already had hers, but she'll have many more. Based on you guys. Based (laughs) off of my two children sitting across from me right now. Okay, so 
So the architectural boat tour, just to give you guys a little bit more information on it, I booked it on Shoreline Sightseeing Tours, and it was $42 for a 75-minute architectural boat tour. There was two locations. We selected the Michigan Avenue Pier, but you can also book to leave from the Navy Pier as well. And it is a little bit more to book this tour on the weekend than during the week, but it was really cool and worth it because Wednesdays and Saturdays are the bridge raising days in the fall and spring on the river. So it was actually really cool to see. It was very, very cool. Not only just the bridge raising, but the tour in general, even if it's not bridge raising season, the skyline and all the buildings are beautiful. The river is beautiful. There's so much history in every single building. And the tour guide that's on the mic throughout the tour is so knowledgeable and loves to answer your questions. And it's just amazing. One of her stories was about the fire. I think it was 1872. Nonetheless, the Great Chicago Fire. The Great Chicago Fire. But anyway, she just gave a history lesson on how that happened or why it happened and how it shaped and formed the downtown Chicago skyline today. And it was really, really cool to see how hundreds of years ago affects what we're in right now. Yeah. In fact, they have no idea how it started. So they created a story that Missy the cow went crazy, knocked over a lantern, and then that started a fire and then burned the city down. But that wasn't what happened. The cow was framed. And the cow was framed. What really happened? They don't know. Zayden knows her shit. I know. Thank you. She, list, she listens to a few things on the tours. I'll give you that. <laughs> Selective hearing, I guess. You know but, what? It was fascinating. I can't tell you how many times I looked over at Jamal and I said, this is so fascinating. The river tour was my favorite thing that we did in Chicago, hands down. No dispute about it for me. And I think what I liked most about it was, touching on what Kim was saying, it did give you a sense of Chicago's history through the buildings. Whereas the buildings are the focus, it still gave you a great general history of the whole city itself. So there's a few things I want to say about this boat tour. One is to dress appropriately for the river boat tour. We brought a sweater and it was cold on the water. I think all of the ladies were a little (laughs) bit cold while we were on the boat. Secondly, when Chicago was first building buildings next to the river, it was a lot of industrial buildings. And so no one wanted to live in that area because the river was so dirty. And so there were riverfront properties that were not being sold and utilized. And now because they've cleaned the river up, everyone wants to live and be near the river. So that was really interesting to learn about and to hear. The last little piece I want to insert was there was a really cool why looking building, you look at it and you think, how is this even possible for this building to be held up by this Y-shaped structure? And it actually had a lot to do with when building the building, the Chicago trains or Amtrak were underground. And so they could only build up and over. So they had to be very creative in their architectural structures in order to build properties and high rises along the riverfront. I think what was really cool about the tour, like Jamal was saying with the history, is that the tour guide, she described the periods of the building. So she would say this one was in the depression. So there was no decoration to it. It's just a plain black steel building. The next one, she would say this one was during prohibition. So they made it look like a champagne bottle with gold. And it was the guys that designed it who were against prohibition. And then there were some where it was like, this was during the period where this building was made to be their post office. And it was like a whole block long. And then now this building's used for this. And this building was in a movie and so many good factoids. Yeah, there were so many interesting buildings too. I love the two towers that look like the corn on the cob. So question for you guys, what was your favorite building and why? I have so many, but I will go first because I'm so excited about this. My favorite building was the one that from the side of it had all these like blocks sticking out of it. And it was meant to look like the aerial view of the Chicago freeway. So it looked like big, long semi trucks and cars, but they were just blocks and the side of the building was super cool. I remember her talking about that building where the balconies looked like freeway traffic. Yes. Mine was the building that Ferris Bueller's day off, the dad from that movie was... He worked in. He worked in that building. And the reason why I liked it is because the building is designed to look like water. It's like you're looking into water and seeing the city reflected. And the really cool thing that the tour guide was explaining is this building will always remain relevant. If you took a picture of that building in 1992, it's going to look a lot different than the picture that I would have taken today in 2019 Mm -hmm. because the reflection is different based on what's going on behind the city, even though the building itself 
itself will never change. Well, not behind the city. What's in front of the building to reflect onto it? There we go. That's, That's what you mean, way. right? Yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you. That was a pretty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually took a picture of the reflection after she said that. My favorite one was the Trump Tower that was right in oh, front. God. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My cool. actual favorite building, I forgot what she said the name of the architect was, but it was that female architect and it's one of the new ones that they're building. Mm-hmm. And it was just really interesting to see. She was talking about how they had to create openings for wind tunnels on the top towers of the building because it was so tall and thin that with all the wind that comes off of the lake, there would be a lot of sway. So to counteract that, they have to put holes in the building. And I thought that was just really unique engineering. Not that I'm an engineer to know, but just to even think about those things and have to do it. it, That was a cool building. My favorite building might have been the same as yours because it was also designed by that female. Woot woot. Represent. Yeah. She is the female architect that has the tallest building in Chicago. Yes. 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 And her building's actually named Aqua. And the building is so tall and there are blue portions of it and it is made to look like water cascading down a waterfall. Yeah, it was really pretty. Um, she had two buildings up there and I remember one other thing besides the wind tunnels was that some rooms were just filled with water so that as the wind blows the water would swoosh around in there instead of the building swaying. Engineering marvel. I know. Crazy <laughs> stuff. Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, Even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So after the amazing boat tour, we decided let's walk around the city a little bit. Let's explore. And one thing that we wanted to do was try Lou Malnati's pizza, which was recommended to us by several people that we know from Chicago or used to live in Chicago as one of the most iconic Chicago style pizzas. So we made our way over there. And this is where Kim had her freak out on this trip. I wouldn't call it a, a freak rare out occasion, but Kim had her freak out on this trip. And we got there at the perfect time. I think it was like 11 11 30 and no line got right in but when we left there was an hour and 45 minute wait yeah when i had walked out the door because you ladies were still in the restroom i heard the hostess tell somebody right now we're looking at an hour and 45 minute wait 
That's crazy because that's just to sit down. And even when we sat down, they told us that it was going to take 30 to 45 minutes just for the pizza to get out once we ordered it. So imagine waiting an hour and 45 minutes. And then on top of that, another 45 minutes just to get your pizza. So we got there at the perfect time. So pro tip, if you're going to go there for lunch, do it early, have an early lunch. Otherwise, you're going to wait a lot of time. And there are multiple locations. It is a local chain. So we were at one specific location close to downtown. There may be others closer to the area that you're in. So there's not one specific one, but the one we went to had a really, really long line by the time we left. So Kim, walk us through your freak out. Okay, so I don't like mushrooms, but the Lou pizza that looked really, really good had mushrooms. And so I was debating, do I go out and get a personal size pizza? How big is the personal size pizza? I don't want to eat a lot of pizza. So I'm going back and forth in my head trying to figure this out. And Zaina is like, I don't know what she said, but it was something along the lines of... Hey, Kim, I don't know if you heard our waiter, but just a friendly reminder, the place is filling up fast. And he said it takes about 30, 45 minutes to get the pizza and all these people are coming in and putting in their orders so we may have to wait a little bit longer (laughs) you know what just just a courtesy courtesy reminder friendly reminder i don't know if kim noticed that he said that the first time and kim was deeply engulfed in her thoughts and zena as you describe it right now you did it so much more politely than you did in person in Mm -hmm. I was about to just be like, fuck this. I don't want pizza anymore. You were fucking out of here. Hurt and much shorter in person. I think I, was I, nice. I actually don't think you said it in a mean way when we were there. I don't there, think as you said it in fact. a mean way. It I was a it was matter of fact sh- kind of way. Yeah, it was more short and curt. You know, well, I think I'm so nice. And then everyone's. But you know who saved the day? I think it is. I saved the day. Jamal is so polite and he does this all the time. But he said the guy could only do half and half. No mushrooms, mushrooms. The girls were not budging on the mushrooms. And so Jamal said, I will not eat mushrooms, even though he likes mushrooms. And I reluctantly but happily agreed to go in on this pizza with them. (laughs) I just wanted a decision to be made at that point, number one. But on top of that, we had asked him, okay, can you do three quarters of the pizza with mushrooms and then a quarter without it? And he said, oh no, I don't think we could do that. I think they could do that. It's not really that hard. It's a deep dish. Just separate the toppings. But nonetheless, I'm not in the pizza business, so I don't really know the intricacies of it. (laughs) So we decided on the half-half, but to Kim's point on what she was saying, I mean, this is Chicago-style deep dish, so even an individual one probably could have fed two of us. So it would have just been a lot. It was just a pain in the ass, and I was being the pain in the ass. So I stepped up, and then we ended up doing half-half, and it was actually really good pizza. I liked it a lot. Jamal actually had a little bit of a freak out while we were eating the pizza, too. (laughs) He did. He did, because, you know, he gave... Kim her slice sans mushroom. He gave me a slice with mushroom. He gave Brittany a slice with mushroom. And then he gave Jamal a slice with mushroom as well. And as he handed Jamal the slice with mushroom, he said, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Like this one has mushrooms. And so Brittany was telling Jamal, that's fine. I'll eat one without the mushrooms. And Jamal flipped out. (laughs) I'm the one that volunteered to have no mushrooms. I'm going to eat the slice without mushrooms. And so Brittany and Jamal were kind of going back and forth at it. So what you're saying is Brittany caused my freak out because we had already decided I was just going to do it. And then she goes changing the plan when I know she wanted mushrooms. I was just trying to help you out because I know how much you like mushrooms. At the end of the day, if we just (laughs) didn't have mushrooms in this world, none of us would have had a freak out and we would have been fine. Or if you just tried mushrooms. I, I have know. tried them and I'm not going to get sick like you guys did the last time we were in Mexico. Okay. Those were uncooked portobellas. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> compare them to cooked mushrooms in a pizza. <laughs> Nonetheless, moving on from Lou Melnati's, it was recommended to us again by multiple people and I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it's the best pizza I've ever had, but definitely when in Chicago, it's a must try, I would say. You know what I learned about it afterwards? What? That Lou Melnati's around the Super Bowl will actually mail people pizzas around the country we could order like frozen pizzas and have i don't even know if they're frozen but we can order the pizzas so to work off our pizza and all those calories that we just indulged in we walked to millennium park and it was about a 30 minute walk because we wanted to go see the bean bean. yes we all flicked the bean we all flicked the bean the bean was so cool it's just like a structure in a park but it was amazing and mesmerizing Well, it's a piece of art and it's actually called the cloud gate and it gets the nickname the bean because its shape is like a bean but it's really cool to see in person and even look at it and play with it and by play with it i mean 
touch it, go in it, lay under it. Yeah, because it reflects everything from a 360 direction. So it will reflect at your eye level. It will reflect the skyscrapers down on it. You can go under it. So when you go under it, it almost creates like a kaleidoscope mirror effect in there. So everybody's trying to take wacky photos and do different things in there. It was just really cool to experience a Chicago tradition that many people do going to see the bean gotta see the bean yeah and so when you go to the park everyone's clustered at the front but i would encourage you to walk under it and around it because on the back side of it there were less people i feel like and additionally we were able to lay down underneath the bean which was a fun experience we got some good photos of us acting like we were surprised what do you mean by surprised it looked like we were like on a roller coaster almost yeah we were laying down with our feet up and we all had like our mouths open like ah! Like I said, it's more enthralling for the stupid stuff that you do in front of it with the reflections. It's really cool to see and do. And then that's pretty much what you do when you're there. You get in, you get your pictures, you move along. We did want to go to Cindy's Rooftop Bar, which overlooks that part of the park. Right across the street from Millennium Yeah, and it's a really beautiful hotel I think it was in, but the wait was a little while. So if you are going and you want to hit up Cindy's Rooftop Bar, make a reservation ahead of time. Moving along, we did a lot of walking on this day. So then we walked along the riverfront to Navy Pier. Which was another 30 minute walk from the park to Navy Pier. And what'd you guys think about Navy Pier? I get that a lot of people go there. I don't understand why. I'm glad we did it just to do it. When we go back to Chicago, I wouldn't do it again. It reminds me almost of a Pier 39 in San Francisco. Lots of places to eat and shop, but I wasn't too impressed with it necessarily. The one thing that I did like about it is it did have an open container rule there because I did see a lot of people Mm -hmm. strolling the pier having a beer or cocktail in hand, which I actually like that ambiance. But nonetheless, other than that, it's just a place to stroll around. They have a Ferris wheel that you could ride. We didn't do that, but something to do and walk around and experience everyday city life of Chicago. But if I was to go back, I definitely wouldn't go there. When you get to the end of the pier, you have a great shot for a picture with the city behind you. So it is a great photo shoot place. That That is is true. true. I actually enjoyed walking along the riverfront more than I did the Navy Pier. And after being on the architectural boat tour and being able to walk the riverfront, it just gave a different dynamic and perspective. And I love how much green space that they were able to incorporate along the river. And they had bars and restaurants and places to go to and experience on the riverfront, which was really cool. And it was all decorated with fall and pumpkins and it was very festive for the fall season. I can only imagine how pretty it is when it starts to snow. I mean, it's already already beautiful right so like add in the snowy elements but if you keep the warm weather while it's snowing i don't think that's possible (laughs) it's going to be frigid and cold (laughs) but i would love to experience the chicago i don't want to be there during a deep freeze but i think it'd be fun to walk around the city when it's mildly cold and snowing i don't want to deep freeze but i think that would be no polar vortex no polar vortex for me i'd like to keep that out of it but after navy pier we ended up walking to the john hancock building can i just say for all the steps that we got in. How comfortable were your shoes, Jamal? Well, I made the classic mistake of wearing new shoes for the first time on a long walking day. Usually I don't have that problem, but my toe started to really hurt in them. But... Poor Jamal. I trooped My through. toes were hurting too, and I, they weren't new. I trooped through it, so it's not that big of a deal. But nonetheless, I like my new shoes. I thought they were fashionable, stylish. I liked them very much. So it was worth the pain. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so we did walk to the John Hancock building, and we walked along the lake too. Yeah, we did. So from Navy Pier along the lake, we walked, and that was actually the first time we reached in and touched Lake Michigan, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. it's so yeah. cool that you can just look out and not see the end of it. It's so massive. It's like an ocean. So we were walking along the side of the lake and we needed to cross to the other side. (laughs) And we were trying to figure out how to cross the road because there wasn't a crosswalk or anything and it was locked off. And so we see a tunnel to go underneath the road and come out the other side. Zaina, how was the tunnel? 
Oh my goodness. Pro tip, walk in the middle of the tunnel. Run through it. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so we're in there and I was kind of walking more towards the side of the tunnel and all of a sudden I look up and there was a big ass motherfucking spider ready to hit my face. (laughs) And so I screamed so loud, ran to the middle of the tunnel and then ran the rest of the way. There were spiders all over the tunnel. There was tons of big spiders in that tunnel. But nonetheless, they were confined to the corners in their webs. They weren't hanging down in the middle or anything. Like that. So, all this hoopla and fun on our way to the John Hancock Center was for one reason. It was recommended to us to go to the 96th floor where they have the signature lounge. And from the signature lounge, you're supposed to get a beautiful view of the Chicago skyline. And it's free to go up there, but it is a bar and you obviously have to buy yourself a cocktail. Now, we did this because it was recommended to us by some Chicagoans and people who have been there before. And they say instead of going to the top of the Sears Tower, which is now now named Willis Tower, but all Chicagoans still call it the Sears Tower. You have to pay a $30 admission fee to go to the top, and that's the tallest building in the city. And we thought, well, instead of paying $30 just for an observation, let's go to the 96th floor of the John Hancock building and get ourselves a cocktail. And unfortunately, the room that they put us in only gives us a one-sided view of the city to North Chicago, so it doesn't give us any views of the backside with the majority of the skyscrapers. You just get a view of Lake Michigan. Michigan and a little bit north going towards Wrigley Field. But this isn't the room that they put you in. This is where the bar is. It's not like we were in a designated section. This is the signature lounge. The lounge. And it was a pretty view. No, no doubt. No doubt. I'm just letting everybody know that I was under the impression when we went up that we'd probably have a 360 degree view and we didn't. Right underneath the floor, 95th floors where they have the dining area and they do have that view of the other side of the city from there. But you have to eat in the restaurant. Exactly. So what did you guys think? about the lounge because I know what I thought. So it's called the Signature Lounge. And I was expecting (laughs) to be almost underdressed for going in there. But once I actually got in there, I felt like I was overdressed and it was outdated. And I thought it was a bowling alley lounge. (laughs) It felt like a bowling alley lounge to me. Old wooden tables, kind of dingy chairs. Flickering lights. Lights Yeah. I mean, for the John the windows were dirty for the John Hancock building. I feel like I would expect a little bit more, but we did go down to the floor below to the restaurant and the restaurant itself seemed nice. It did give you the 360 degree views. But again, when they advertise something as free with the view, I guess we learned our lesson on it because they charged us overpriced cocktails at $18 a cocktail. That weren't good. That at w- least mine was not yeah. good. Meh. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I just want to say pro tip on my end. I don't know how the ladies felt on it. In hindsight, when we go back, I think I should have just paid the $30 and gone to I the I mean, top of I think I would still do it. I would probably eat dinner there, honestly. Oh, I would eat dinner there too, no doubt. I'm just saying if you're thinking about being savvy to save money, kind of how we got the recommendation of, I just think the people who told us that are people who live in Chicago or lived in Chicago and they think to themselves, oh, it's just a building. It's a tourist trap. It's nothing special to them. But in hindsight, I think I would have enjoyed an observation deck view of a 360. I do want to say we went there around four o'clock and we were able to get good views of the city from the windows that we did look out of. When we left, it was about 530 and all of the fog had rolled in from a storm that was coming in. Started raining. There was absolutely no view. It was completely grayed out. But you know, we're so high that all you see are clouds that you don't even know it's raining. So when we finally got down, we're like, Oh, wow. It's raining. Yep. And what did we do? I think you guys had a freak out. No, we knew after cocktails. But before we get into that, I just want to say fun little bit of trivia about the John Hancock Center. Do you know that that's the building that Chris Farley was found dead in? No, He lived in that building because it's part. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh, you're holding out on us. It's part residential, part commercial as well. And Chris Farley had an apartment in there and that's the building he was found dead in. And who's Chris Farley? Are you being serious? Okay, just maybe I, I know him. I don't know who Chris Farley yeah, is. Really? Who is this man? He's, boy. he's like one of the most famous who? comedians. He died of a drug oh. overdose. In a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. He was on Saturday Night Live. He was in Tommy Boy. He was in a lot of early 90s comedy movies. Wow. Kim, you had me. You were just as shocked as I was. Little wow. did I know you were joking. I really thought she was joking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was ready for you to be like, just kidding, guys. Wow. Chris Farley was a huge comedian. I mean, I I thought you guys were talking about a wrestler, but (laughs) never mind. No, we're not. 
But to get back to it, it had started to rain. I think Zane is saying she thinks maybe we had a little bit of a freak out of sorts. But the plan was for us to go to a specific fast food restaurant that Brittany and I really, really wanted to eat at. Nando's. You guys were geeking out over this I was restaurant. Geek- yeah, I was, I was geeking out over it because Brittany and I first tried it along with Zena when we were in Africa. Now, this restaurant chain, I would equate it almost like a Boston market, but it's not a Boston market because it's not rotisserie. So it's hybrid KFC, Boston market. Point being, it's chicken, <laughs> but it's not fried. Hot, hot sauce chicken. Yeah, not rotisserie. Yeah, hot sauce style chicken. and South African hot sauce style chicken. Yes. And they only have it in a few cities in the United States and Chicago is one of them. So when we found that out, Brittany and I were like, oh, we definitely want to go back. So after the John Hancock Center, we were going to go get dinner there. And then it started to rain and we were like, okay, should we walk it? Should we get a lift? Lift and Uber were having surcharges because of the high demand because it started to rain and we knew it wasn't too far. And yet they wanted to charge $25 for a ride to go half a mile and we were being cheap and saying, I'm not going to pay 25 bucks for half a mile. So we were kind of in a weight game sitting in the lobby of the John Hancock Center waiting for it to die out until we finally said, fuck it, let's walk in the rain. I kept we saying, did. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And by walk in the rain, you mean run in the rain because that's ultimately what we did on our way to Nando's. In all fairness, the first half, it did stop raining. So we were good. No, and then it, it was still raining. It wasn't as hard. Okay. Well, then it's like not until we got around the corner from Nando's that it started to pour. And then by the time we got to Nando's, we were like soaked. Mm-hmm. Sure were. But how was Nando's? I can say I loved it. Delicious. I love the peri-peri sauce. Yeah. What'd you think, Kim, as your first experience? It was okay. Would you eat it again? I would eat it again, but I wouldn't go out of my way to. Fair enough. Kim, would you have rather had a hot Italian? An Italian beef sandwich? Oh, Kim knows what you're thinking. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Nando's for the win. <laughs> So after Nando's, we did decide to take a lift back to our Airbnb. However, we really wanted to get alcohol. In particular, we were looking for White Claws. Brittany. White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany and Jamal had never had White Claw, and I am White Claw obsessed. So I looked for the nearest liquor store to our Airbnb, and I had the driver drop us off there rather than to our Airbnb so we can get the White Claw. And then we walked to our Airbnb from the liquor store no law with the claw ain't no laws that's like, when you're drinking claws that's it <laughs> that's their tagline yes. i've well, never heard it yeah. there's a comedian pretty famous comedian now who not as famous as chris farley i'm sure <laughs> well this guy's like that. up and coming but he made a skit about white claw it's hilarious and that's his thing and so it went viral so we tried the lime and mango and when i say we i mean jamal and i for the first time tried the lime and mango and the white verdict claw. They were delicious. I enjoyed them. Yeah, you guys are hooked, aren't you? Yes. And so we played rummy and had white claws before we ended our evening. Well, the reason why we called it a night early, we had plans for the next day. The next day in the morning, we were going to be going to Indiana Dunes National Park to do some hiking. And before we can do that, we actually had to go back to the airport and pick up our rental car. The reason why we didn't get it upon arrival was because by the time we landed, the rental car location was actually closed. So we had to go the next day, which was going to be Sunday morning. And we didn't need it for that first day. We only needed it the second day. Yeah, definitely didn't need it the first day anyway, but it was just kind of the inconvenience, if you will, of maybe going back. But we went in the morning to pick up the car. At the crack of dawn. At the crack of dawn. And we had no idea where to get dropped off at. It was a very creepy rideshare driver. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, let's somebody talk about the rideshare driver first. It was scary. Okay. <laughs> so, while we were walking around Millennium Park, people on the streets were handing out little cards with promo codes for their new ride-sharing platform called Via. And they were saying, like, it's cheaper than Lyft, it's cheaper than Uber. So I'm like, all right, can't hurt to save a few bucks. So and I- it was $5 off your first five rides or something like that. Yeah, hmm. so I downloaded the app and I request our via in the morning and I'm reading about it and it was like you have 30 seconds to get in the car once they say that they've arrived and of course you know Kim and Zena are no I was outside they are running late and so finally I'm rolling my eyes right now but you can't see it (laughs) I was just about to say did you hear that viewers did you hear that that those were my eyes rolling in the back of my head going 
against my skull. So I was telling everyone to get ready. And Jamal's like, you need to get down there. So Zana did get down there with me. And he waited behind because he had to lock up the house for Kim, who was taking her. I was dealing with some issues. Time. So the guy arrives to our place and he is not friendly at all. First of all, there's four of us and we're going to take up every seat in his car and he has stuff all over his front seat. And I was like, hey, just wanted to let you know it's four of us. And he's just like, where are you going? I'm like, okay. So then I was like, it'll be just a minute. And he did not seem to care. He looked like he was going to murder me if I took the ride by myself. And Brittany even asked him, hey, how are you doing? And he totally didn't respond and then said again, where? Where are you going? Like he couldn't see it in the app. Then exactly. he was driving like a maniac and we were flying around his car. He did make a quick swerve. <laughs> he did make a quick swerve. <laughs> and then he dropped us off at the rental car place in the middle of nowhere and was like, all right, here we'll do. <laughs> yeah. He dropped us off at the car return, but he couldn't go in because he didn't even have a rental car. So he dropped us off out in the middle of nowhere. We had to kind of hike up and go through, find the elevator to get into the actual rental car place. So that in of itself was... Was a debacle. I think Jamal had a little mini freak out there too. Because <laughs> he wanted undo- to walk up the ramp and undo- we did it. He sure did. <laughs> we could have walked up it just fine. And Zane is freaking out. Cars are coming. Okay, so what? Walk along the side of it. And then you wanted to just go and get in a car without checking. No, no. The Hertz, the Hertz one that was downstairs, the Hertz one that was downstairs had actual check-in locations in the garage, and I was under the assumption that ours, Alamo, was going to have the same thing if Hertz had it versus the general lobby area. So I thought, okay, we would be able to check in from there. That's all that really happened. And you can't see my face right now, but I'm just giving Jamal this what the fuck were you thinking <laughs> and the cherry on top of all of this though was we ended up saving money Britt, oh, yeah, do you want to give us a, our, our listeners that pro tip yeah so the night before we left for chicago we actually rebooked our rental car we've said this before and it was 20 dollars cheaper the night before our flight so we went ahead and rebooked it and canceled our old reservation so that was great another tip that i learned was that when they charge you for your rental car we only needed it for one day so I had booked it so that we picked it up in the morning and dropped it off late that evening because it wasn't allowing me to put in to drop it off the next day as early as I wanted to drop it off because they're not open. So we actually learned that they charge you for a full 24 hours. And even though at this particular location, the rental car place is not open, you can drop the car off at any time. So we were able to, instead of dropping it off that evening, drop it off when we left for our flight in the morning which was clutch which saved us from another near-death experience yeah well it saved us from a lift from the airport back to the airbnb to only take another lift back to the airport in the morning yeah experiences so (laughs) even us as the travel squad learn stuff new every day through adventures and travel and that's one thing that we picked up even if your rental time is less than 24 hours for your pickup and drop off technically when they rent it to you they have to give it to you for 24 hours yeah so Mm. then we went to go get our car and they gave us what a toyota something rogue well, we had the rogue they wanted to give us a tiny little toyota and then she said oh there's four of we you. got the Take intermediate the we got the intermediate vehicle and the intermediate vehicle could have just fit us just fine but then she figured oh there's four of you and i don't know if they just didn't have a lot of reservations that day but she gave us a free upgrade there to give us a little hybrid mini suv of sorts so we got a nissan rogue gotta say back seat's comfortable i know i got some <laughs> video of you guys sleeping in the back seat on our way home absolutely so after we got the car we made the quick one-hour drive to Indiana Dunes National Park. Kim, did you know we were going to Indiana on this trip? I mean, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't until I looked at the map and I was like, we're actually crossing the state line. We're going to Indiana? Cool. Like, I've never been to Indiana. Hence the name Indiana Dunes National Park. I know, right? Not Illinois. It all makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) But this national park is actually the newest national park in the national park system. And it's really, really cool. It sits on the southern end of Lake Michigan. And you would think along the lake, there's going to be sand and beaches, which 
there definitely is. But I was taken aback with really how forested and wooded the area was. The trail that we did, which was the Cow's Bog Trail, had tons of large oak trees. Lots of deer are in the area. Mosquitoes. Well, mosquitoes, definitely. But nonetheless, again, taken completely aback with how forested and wooded that area was along the shores of Lake Michigan. I just wasn't expecting that. You guys, we made a bet who would get a mosquito bite and where would it be? And I think I said my ankle, but guess where I got one? Your nipple? No, I wasn't (laughs) topless out there. I got one right on the front of my neck. Oh, Oh. no. I ended up getting three. I got two on my elbow, one on each elbow, and then one on my wrist. You know, I was wearing leggings, and I still got one on the back of my leg. I didn't get any. Wow. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The trail that we did was called the Cal's Bog Trail System. And I did the research on this trail and I was really interested in it because it described the trail as going through several distinct habitats. And it was supposed to have ponds, swamps, marshes, black oak savanna, and beaches. And so the hike actually ends where there's a final sand dune that you have to climb over to get onto the beach. And that's why I picked this particular trail. Well, before we were able to do the trail, a shit show ensued. Mm-hmm. We did a warm up. We did a little warm up. So we get to the parking lot and immediately we get out of the car and we see that there is already a trail ahead. So we're like, perfect. This is it. We're going to hike this. No questions about it. And we're probably what, maybe 20, 25 minutes in before we realize there isn't any signs and we aren't following the map that I had looked up. Because it took us to the side of a road. And I think there was like this, not argument, but this debate on (laughs) whether or not we should be like a chicken and cross the road. Brittany wanted to cross the road. You know, what's really funny (laughs) is that there were a couple spots along the trail, which wasn't the real trail that we did, where you can veer to the left. And based on the map that Brittany had that was given to us by the ranger, she said everything is going to be staying straight or to the right. So we did do that. Pretty sure Brittany said, I know the trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we got to a second <laughs> and one. And I did. I did know so the trail. So we got to a second split point or fork, whatever you want to call it. And then I asked Brittany where to go. And she says, go straight. I know the trail. <laughs> and then I continue straight. And then maybe three minutes later, probably less than that, we come to a big road. And I'm like, are we supposed to cross this or go down this little meandering narrow path right here? But he's like, I think we should cross it. I'm like, cross it. Let me see the map. And nowhere on the map did the trail cross a road. Actually, Yet it did. Brittany was really adamant about it wanting did. to cross it. When we were in the parking lot, we were supposed to cross the road. But to that get to wasn't the, the start of where head. the trail was. Well, you so. guys are in such a good treat because you get to see Brittany and Jamal have a freak out on the recording. It's Keep hilarious going, because Brittany has her phone map up. Jamal has the paper map that the ranger gave us. And I walk over and Jamal's like, I don't think this map is right. I think it's like a mere image. It, the road is right here. And I look at the map after they'd been talking for a while and I'm like you guys this is not a mirror imaged map we're on the other side that we're not supposed to be on we're supposed to be on the left side of this road and then that's when we realized we were on the completely wrong trail so we had to double back the mile that we had already walked so we added an extra two miles and I just I just want to say very bad on the (laughs) national park system how can you put a parking lot on the opposite side of the trail and have a trailhead that's not the trail of the trail parking lot's name I mean it (laughs) totally disoriented us but nonetheless we got onto the right trail hiked it it was beautiful and Brittany said the climax was the final hill that gives you the sand dune overlooking Lake Michigan. Just a little tip, guys. Make sure to wear long sleeves and long pants because there are places where you will encounter poison oak and poison ivy along the way. And lots of mosquitoes. Yes. (laughs) Yep. So we climbed down the sand dune, got to the edge of the water of the lake and just sat and enjoyed it for a moment. With a white claw. White claw. White claw. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much more beautiful than what I was expecting. And I don't know what I was expecting, but it was just so nice. 
it's so huge and you can see Chicago on the day that we were there it was clear enough to where you could see Chicago across the lake and then you can see even see parts of Michigan and once we saw Michigan we're like holy shit guys that's Michigan right there let's go to Michigan and have lunch yeah so I looked it up on Google Maps and I saw that one of the closest towns only a 30 minute drive away so we're like all right we're going to Michigan for lunch and we've never been to Michigan so we were all like let's go to Michigan and it had a rooftop restaurant but before obviously we have to you know double back to get to the car and you know just because the important stuff they do have a very nice porta potty in the parking area where there's a wrong trailhead of course you have to talk about the bathroom on this podcast or it wouldn't be the travel squad podcast right exactly <laughs> i would say that the porta potty it doesn't have a sink and it doesn't have soap some do you know but it was tolerable the smell and i would give it like Seven out of ten. Seven, For yeah. what it was, it was a good porta potty. And I just want to say, since Zana circled back around this before we get back to going to Michigan, all the more reason why I was confused. I always see porta potties or toilets at a trailhead. And there it is in the parking lot by that trail. <laughs> so that led me to believe that we were on the right path when we weren't. There you go. All right, guys, let's go to Michigan now. So we did the 30-minute drive to Michigan. We crossed the state line while we were on Instagram Live, Zana hosting the live video. And we went to the Stray Dog Bar and Grill and ate on the rooftop. You have to be 21 or above to eat on the rooftop if you go to the Stray Dog Bar and Grill. It was pretty, though. You could have a view of, like, this river that was next to it. They had a bunch of yachts out there. So for what we did get to see of Michigan for about an hour... It was okay. Yeah, we really didn't do much. I think we just kind of went for the novelty of saying we went to Michigan and just beyond crossing the state line, we felt like we had to do something and we were hungry after the hike. So it was, let's just eat in Michigan. And when you look it up online, it advertises itself as having a rooftop bar with views of Lake Michigan, which it does. But Lake Michigan is far off in the distance and obstructed by some trees and condo developments. Not that I've ever been to Rhode Island, but the photos I've seen, it had a Rhode Island-esque feel. <laughs> to it and that's what we got when we were at the stray dog bar and grill yeah new buffalo man <laughs> yeah new buffalo michigan <laughs> so then after we ate lunch we all got back in the car and we drove back to chicago because we had reservations at the london house for high tea yeah this was my suggestion. I love doing afternoon tea and we all actually enjoy it. So we made reservations for 3 p.m. But we were on a time crunch as usual. So we jammed back to the Airbnb, showered. I got ready faster than I've ever gotten ready in my life. Thank God. Kim was on time for this. <laughs> Kim was on time for this. <laughs> actually, we said we were going to leave at 2.30 and I was like, I think we should leave at 2.20. We did can see where that? Kim's priorities are. You were are. in the shower when I said it, but I said it to Zayna. I do remember you saying, let's leave by 2.20. And I, I, I remember thinking to myself, can we do it? Can we do it? But we did it. We all were ready. We zipped out of there. Jamal was pretty brave in wanting to drive the rogue downtown. Tell us about driving downtown, Jamal. What a shit show. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say other than that. You know, we've mentioned this numerous times before. We're from Northern California. I've driven in San Francisco many, many times. Everyone says driving in San Francisco is tough. It's hard. Let me tell you something. San Francisco is a cakewalk to downtown Chicago. You can I, equate it to driving in downtown of New York City, Manhattan. I've never done that. I could imagine just it's such a mess, but at least Manhattan is set up in a grid fashion and I could probably understand it. Whereas Chicago, I don't really know. It's really weird how they have their streets laid out. They'll have a top level and then they'll have an underground level that's the same road. And when you have the GPS going, unless you really know the area, you can't tell, am I supposed to be on top? Am I supposed to be to the bottom. There's exits out of the bottom areas in the middle of the road. So if you're coming and need to make a left or a right, you don't really know how you're supposed to get up there. It's just really, really confusing. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have to, definitely don't drive in downtown Chicago. That's all I have to say. And we had read that there was free street parking on Sundays. And Sunday was the day that we went downtown. We ended up just valeting our car because it was just much easier. We did point. go into one lot and I think it was like $58 would have been the cost. So we zipped out of there real quick. But wait, before we went into the parking lot, what did you say, Kim? 
Oh, it was a mall parking lot. So I was like, you would expect that the parking rates would be reasonable because it's a mall and they want your money. So Kim got us like super hyped up. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to find great cheap parking. And then we get in and we're like, $58. It was $58 for 30 minutes or more. The yeah. valet was cheaper. I mean, I think we were going to have to pay 20 for zero to 20 minutes or something like that, right? So there's no way to turn around. So we have to grab a ticket and go through. And what did you say, Jamal? I don't remember. What did I say? You said, I'm not going to pay this fucking shit oh yeah yeah i said if they charge me i'm gonna fight it with my credit card company every time jamal is pissed off about something he's like i'm calling my credit card company to get this charge removed my credit card company's good with it never (laughs) i mean like we were in and out in about five minutes and it didn't charge us I think by law, they can't charge you if you're in and out within the first five minutes, especially if they have no place to park in there for you and they let you go in. They can't do that. Well, especially if you can't even fucking U-turn. Yeah. So anyway, we got out of that hot mess real quick. And after that (laughs) bullshit, we just said, fuck it, we're going to valet. So we did valet in front of the London house. And the guy who was there as the valet attendant was in love with Kim. And I don't know (laughs) if he gave us a special rate or not, but I think we only paid, what was it, $26? Yep, $26. $26 to valet with Kim. Yeah, I guess so. $26 and we all like high-fived each other and we're like, what a steal. I know. <laughs> For $26. I, I've never been ripped off of parking so hard and I felt like I just had a major victory right there. <laughs> so then we went up to the second story of the London house and we had high tea. Kim, take us through the spread. <laughs> so this was a modern approach to high tea and it started with a choice of maybe 10 or so decadent teas. Yours was like a hot chocolate tea. It was really good. I had a really nice Earl Grey tea. And then they brought out the basket and they had a green tea muffin. They had a mango scone and then they had another chocolate scone, all of which I thought were pretty good. The green tea muffin mm, could have been better. Yeah. The clotted cream left much to be desired. The lemon curd was bomb. And then they had like a blackberry, blueberry jam that was pretty good too. Then we moved on to the tiered tray, which is the highlight of the afternoon tea, of course. And in this, there were a bunch of weird things. One thing that I remember was an egg salad cannoli that had, what are those little fish eggs? Caviar. 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 That was actually one of my favorite things. Yeah, that was good. First time I ever had caviar. Mm, meh. <laughs> there the was guts. like four little specks on there, Kim. I, I bet you didn't even it taste it. They also had a horseradish and zucchini tart with mustard greens. And I, I liked that. You guys didn't like it. That was the worst thing on the tray. And our waiter... Yeah. When the waiter came out with it, he said, oh, this one's my personal favorite because, again, as he set down the tray, he was going over the spread himself one by one, telling us what it was. He said it's his favorite. It was delicious. It was this little mini thing with tiny little pieces of zucchini, a little flower on top. and It was so cute. No, it was pretty garbage, I thought. What I loved was Brittany got the 2012 vintage hot chocolate Pooh Air tea. Pooh Air. <laughs> and our waiter highly recommended that, and Jamal didn't like it. And I then did. What else did he recommend? I liked it. There was something, well, Jamal didn't like it. I didn't like it. I think that was the only thing, but I know where you're going with this story, and I don't want to take it away from you, but I am. Tell it. Tell <laughs> yeah. it. It's your story to tell. So I tried Brittany's tea, and I didn't like it one bit whatsoever. Oh, yes. I remember the second thing now. I asked him, I said, oh, do you guys have any clotted cream? And he said, oh, let me go check in the back. Because when he brought it out, he described it as creme fraiche. And it definitely had the texture of it. And so I asked him again, do you have clotted cream? He said, let me go check in the back. Comes back and says, oh, that actually is the clotted cream. We usually do do the creme fraiche. And that's what I thought it was. So I described it as it. But that's the clotted cream. I said, oh, okay, thank you. And then when he walked away, I said, oh, that's it's definitely not clotted no, cream. No, not at all. It definitely wasn't clotted cream. So after having experienced that and then trying Britney's tea and realizing it was garbage, I said- It was I, good. It I, was good tea. Oh, in my opinion. To each their own, I you guess. You know what? I guess the Marouches have the same palate because it wasn't my thing either. Yeah. But this tells me a lot about your palate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were saying all about each other when we were there. But anyway, once I tried the tea, I said, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to try the zucchini tart thing or whatever it is because- because if he thinks this is his best thing, I bet you it's trash. And so I ate it and it was the thing that I hated the most. I enjoyed on that it. Tray. It was my second favorite thing. It was okay. There was a speck crepe, which was interesting. There was a little mini slider with 
bison that was interesting. It was almost like jerky. And then there was this weird little chip thing that was very strange. It was a lotus chip. It had little grapes. It had a cauliflower crumble. It was very odd. It reminds me of something you see in one of those space movies where they're like, this little drop is a cheeseburger. And you, <laughs> it was like, no, this isn't food. But anyway, it was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> the speck crepe he described as what was it again? It was like a speck mousse, and then it had pieces. He described of it as a BLT. BLT. That's it. Okay, okay. So he described it as a BLT, oh, yeah. and I didn't realize that it was mousse. So when I took a bite of it, it was just very um, the texture didn't hit the spot. Yeah, for me, the modern approach to high tea really didn't do it for me whatsoever. The tea itself was good, but in terms of their actual sweets and savories that they had on the tray left much to be desired yeah eh, the sweets are pretty good the best part about it was that i got a free glass of champagne yeah he, <laughs> he told us what the price was kim ordered it and yet when he brought out the bill didn't put no it on charge. there but the selling point of the high tea if there was one is the view that you get from the london house overlooking the chicago river and the trump tower trump towers right there right but in front of your face but beyond that it has a beautiful lineup of the bridges. And from the level that you're on, you can just see them all lined up in the back. And it was a really cool view of Chicago. So if you guys want to skip out on the tea because you didn't find our description was that appetizing, <laughs> the London House does have a rooftop bar. A great rooftop bar. I would and do that over tea. So go up to the rooftop and look out, grab a drink, look out at the views. It was beautiful. It has a very hipster vibe and amazing backdrop for photos. And so we figured while we're downtown, why don't we take advantage of our $26 valet parking and walk around the river again? So we just walked around downtown a little bit more before heading over to Wrigley Field. Yeah, the river walk was awesome. People just drinking, eating, enjoying life. It was so beautiful. But you can't go to Chicago without seeing Wrigley Field. Yeah, so Wrigley Field was Kim and I's thing that we wanted to do because Kim and I are more baseball fans than Brittany and Zayna. And it's iconic. Yeah, what's more iconic than Wrigley Field? Maybe. Fenway Park, but Fenway Park's in Boston. <laughs> so in Chicago, we went to go see Wrigley Field. And around Wrigley Field, even though the Cubs had already been eliminated, they didn't make the postseason, didn't make the wild card. The area around Wrigley Field is called Wrigleyville. And it has a really awesome vibe in terms of bars, nightlife, restaurants. So we went to go see the stadium walk around it, just experience the ambiance of the area. And this is also where we got to experience a classic Chicago hot dog. What did you think, Kim? I liked it. Yeah, I was into it. The pepper like gave it a nice kick. I actually enjoyed it too, but we only got two hot dogs amongst the four of us because we had just finished with afternoon tea. So we just wanted a quick little bite. We were saving room for all that Italian beef. <laughs> <laughs> That Italian beef filled you up, huh? <laughs> so after we had our hot dog, Zena, what was on your list of must-dos? Oh my God. I wanted to go to the Family Matters house so bad. I don't think you guys know. Jamal and I grew up watching Family Matters. TGIF. Yes. I, I mean, too. Even to this day, Jamal and I still quote that TV show. Why, you're lucky that was a clip-on. <laughs> <laughs> I know you get the reference, Zaina. Jamal and I, because we grew up together, because we watched the same things, we will movie quote and especially Family Matters quote all the time. And I know that Kim and Brittany sometimes look at us and they're like, huh? But Jamal just gets it, We right? never know what you guys are referencing you with your movie You just gave quotes. me the crazy look when I said the thing about the clip-on right now. I saw you and <laughs> Here's another one. Kim look at each other brush your teeth <laughs> only one i really <laughs> know is did i do that <laughs> yeah. so anyways i really wanted to see the family matters house and so we definitely went there uh, we didn't know whether or not it was going to be up because we read an article that in 2017 it was approved to tear the house down they tried to save it but it was going to be easier to build a new condo building in the spot than to renovate it so we were like okay well is it still going to be standing or is it going to be the new house so it did turn out to be the new house but they do pay homage to it by 
having the Family Matters logo on the building. And going to the building, I kept playing the Family Matters theme song. And you probably listened to it like 30 times. It was so fun. <laughs> How did it not get you guys in the mood? Oh, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Even though that's just the outside exterior and they never filmed a thing in that house, it was still exciting to see because it was nostalgic for me. I grew up watching that TV show as a kid every Friday, TGIF, Family Matters. That was my favorite one on the lineup. And mm, me too. It might not have gotten Kim in the mood to see the house, but it got her in the mood for a Italian beef. Finally, you guys, we keep teasing you with all this Italian beef, and now we're going to take you to the moment where we put it in our mouth. Yeah, Kim, <laughs> Kim was the one really hankering for the Italian Well, my beef. friend Tony was like raving about this Italian beef sandwich. Like, you have to have it. Go From to where? Portillo's is the big place there to get it. It's a fast food restaurant, but it kind of had like a 50s Hollywood vibe. I don't know. Anyway, we finally went on our last night, very last thing we did. It was very busy there. And so we were like, this is a good sign. Seems popular. We get up there, we order. You got to know it only comes with beef and aju sauce, which they call gravy, which is very confusing. So you got to put cheese on it if you want it. You got to put peppers on it if you want that. And that's extra. Both of those things mm-hmm. cost extra. Yeah, and then they have sweet peppers or hot peppers. Hot peppers. Which I like, recommend both. What kind of peppers do I want for my Italian beef? To and when I asked the lady that, when I bought my peppers, I said, which one's better? And she just didn't even verbally answer. She shrugged like, I don't know. Yeah, service was <sighs> meh. And anyway, we got our beef. And <laughs> there's just so much beef. And honestly, like, it was a letdown. Could you not handle all that beef? Kim? I took half the beef she out. She couldn't actually <laughs> win. She got her sandwich. She was rummaging through her beef stack and I was pulling just rubbing beef. the beef and r- removing it. That Italian beef was a From, letdown, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had better beef. I'll-, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I definitely wasn't a fan of it either. <laughs> Kim, you killed it with that. <laughs> so, Kim, what did Tony say when you told him about your Portillo's experience? <laughs> um, well, I like Philly cheesesteaks, so I told him, yeah, we went there. You're going to hate me for saying this, but I think that Philly cheesesteaks are better. And all he said was, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't get a sandwich because at that point, like I was so stuffed. I was so full. So since I was so stuffed and so full, I thought, why don't I get a milkshake? So pro tip, if you've never been there, I was waiting and waiting and waiting. Everyone was getting their food except for me. Because they're calling numbers. Exactly. Yeah. So you order in one side of the restaurant and then you go to the other side to pick it up. And that's where they're calling your numbers. And they weren't calling mine. So finally I went and I was like, hey, everyone's been pretty much called who came after me. And so if you order just a milkshake or a drink, you have to go up and give it to them. Otherwise, it's not going to be on their screen. And I got the vanilla milkshake and it was not very good. In fact, the vanilla latte that I got with Kim at the (laughs) Step Down Cafe was better. Ooh, Low blow. Portillo's just letting down on the beef and everything, huh? I know. So that called it an evening for our last evening in Chicago. And we had an early morning flight. Luckily, with the pro tip we just discovered, we were able to take the rental car back and even though it wasn't open, return the vehicle there. But before we caught that flight home, I just want to give us an opportunity to say any last thoughts or anything about the trip. Party foul on our end. We forgot that Home Alone was filmed in Chicago. And so next trip, we're coming for that house to check it out. Yeah, I said that in the morning as we were driving to the airport. I said, oh shit, we didn't go check out the Home Alone house. Yeah. Damn it. So no, I mean, great trip, guys. Next time we're going, we're going to see the Home Alone house. Yeah, I definitely give Chicago 10 out of 10. Would return. Love it. Absolutely. I agree. It was one of my favorite cities now that I've been. I was really pleasantly surprised. I knew I was going to like Chicago. I didn't know how much and I definitely do want to go back. All right, guys. Well, we're not going to have a question of the week this week and I'm really sad about it. But if you want to ask us something, you can DM us or comment on our Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast and we'll get it into the next episode. But thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We had so much fun sharing our trip with you we hope you enjoyed learning about chicago with us please subscribe to our podcast leave a review tell us what you like and tune in every travel tuesday for new episodes and if you aren't already be sure to follow us on instagram at travel squad podcast send us your questions there too and join us live as we get up to our crazy shenanigans traveling and make sure to pack your bags and grab your passports because next week we are taking you to venice italy Ooh, italia Nizza. ciao Bye. bye everyone